This podcast is a presentation of Gateway Fellowship, Paulsville, Washington. Experience community, find hope. Check us out at gatewayfellowship.com. Do you know that what you practice at, you get good at? That's quite a revelation, isn't it? I mean, there's a good chance, I'll use Jason as an example since he's standing right here, that he just didn't pick up the guitar this morning, did you? I know. I know. Years and years of practice. And I'd like to think, I don't know if this is true or not, but I'd like to think that if I practiced the guitar, you could do it. I could do it. Because right. what you practice at, you get good at. You know that's true with worship too? Have you ever thought about that? What you practice at, you get good at worship. It's no surprise, I mean, like um, to uh, people, most people, that I'm not a real fan of rain and cold weather. I'm just not a fan of that. And so I I could tend to kind of like get a little gloomy, you know what I mean? You to anybody else? Like the rain and the clouds and all that kind of stuff. But yesterday, I made a decision. That was actually, it was, it was Friday, not, not yesterday. It was Friday. And uh, I was driving, and I thought, I'm, I'm going to worship while I'm driving. And I began to look at the, at the clouds, and I began to look at the sky. And in that moment, I began just to sense God the creator of the universe, I found myself going like, God, like look at all of this that you did. Look at all of, look at your creation. And it changed my attitude. You're, don't you sit so silent. I can't hear you online because I know that's true for some of you too. In fact, so much so, here's what happened yesterday. Jen and I had friends up from Arizona um, it's a little bit more sunny, that part of the country, right? And they had just moved there, and so they had a boat, and so we were joining them out on the water, and, um, um, and Jen and I were standing on the dock, and it's drizzling and raining, and it's cloudy. And do you know what my thought was? This is gorgeous. This is gorgeous right here. This is beautiful. And when our friends from Arizona came to pick us up, you know what his thought was? This is cold. <laughs> this is cold, you know. I go, no, 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 you've been away too long. This is beautiful. This is beautiful. You see, what you practice, you get good at. So I just want to ask us a question this morning. We're gathering on a worship Sunday. Just, I want to take a few moments. Like, why we worship? And what if we practiced worship in our everyday life? What would that look like? Even when the day feels dark, and a little bit gloomy. Well, if we practice worship. So I want to give you three reasons why, why we worship. Reason number one is this, because he's worthy. That's why. God, God's worthy of our worship, worthy of our praise. Listen to Psalm 145, verse 3. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. I just, I love the, the way that so often the, the psalmist can take our words, my words, your words, our words, and, 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 and kind of put, you know, bring meaning to them. Like, it just says like, 
nobody can really fathom your greatness. Have you ever stood in a place like maybe um, the Grand Canyon or something like that, or you've looked at something, you go like, I just can't wrap my head around what I'm seeing right now. Have you ever been in a spot like that? Like, we probably all have in some way, right? We just go like, I can't fathom this. It just seems like there's no end to this. And that's what the psalmist is saying about God's greatness. Like, nobody can fathom his greatness. That's our God. And he's worthy to, to to be praised. So we worship because he's worthy. We worship because of his compassion. Just think about that for a second. His compassion. Psalm 145, verse 8. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. Aren't you thankful for a compassionate God? I am. Slow to anger and rich in love. He is deeply concerned for you and deeply concerned for me. Wherever we are today, and even if it feels like we're in one of those like gloomy moments and we're struggling a little bit, and it's dark a little bit. You are known by God, and he is compassionate to you, and he's compassionate to, to me, and rich in love. So we worship him because of his compassion. We, we worship him because he is from everlasting to everlasting. Again, another thing, like, I don't think our finite minds can really grapple, can we? Like, our, we just can't. Like, he's from, like, how long has God existed? forever. Have you ever thought about that? It's like, he's always been, and he always will be. I mean, you're a Bible reader. We we know this, right? Jesus is the same yesterday. Everybody say yesterday, and today, and forever. He is from everlasting to everlasting. He, He is God. So here's what that means to you and me. That he's in your today, and he's in your tomorrow. He's in your today, wherever you are right now, whatever you might be experiencing, whatever you might be going through, he's in your today. He does not abandon you or me. He is from everlasting to everlasting. He's in your today, and he'll be in your tomorrow. And guess what about tomorrow? When tomorrow comes, guess when tomorrow is? It's always tomorrow, right? He's always in our today, and he's always in our tomorrow. The um, Psalms, I'm, I, you know, I, I'm a, I start my day in the Psalms, and I, I love, I think we all do. And someone said the Psalms are, are loved so much because they speak to everyday life, and they, they really, really do. 150 Psalms broke into five different books, and so that's why you read, when you're going through book number one, book number two, book number three, book number four, and, and book number five. And they're just surfaces a worship theme in, in each, each book. And I want to take us to book number four for, for just a moment. In Psalm 100, um, verse number three, um, where I just define submissive worship. Know that the Lord, he is God. So know that is he who made us, and we are his, we are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. And then this, so enter his gates with thanksgiving and his course with praise and give him thanks and bless his name. Submissive worship. Submissive worship is worship that yields to God. 
Um, submissive worship or, or yielding to God recognizes God is in control and submissive worship gives God control. Are you with me? So submissive worship recognizes a God who's in control and submissive worship gives God control. If I were to ask how many control freaks here, how many would raise your hand? Online? Okay, a few of us, right? Submissive worship gives God control. And as, as we do, guess what it does? It builds confidence in God. Confidence. The confidence that God knows about our day to the, the reality of this day. We are confident in the God that we worship. The reality of the day that you are in right now. We have confidence that the Spirit leads us and guides us and is with us each and every moment of the day. Your world, my, my world. We have confidence in our relationship as a son and daughter. Listen to Psalm 91 verse 2. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. And submissive worship says, God, I'm confident in you. I yield my life to you. Now, in just a moment, I'm going to pray, and I'm going to ask us to ask God this question. What area in my life, as I purpose to worship you, do I need to yield in? Maybe it's this area of control. Maybe it's the gloomy, dark days. God, I'm going to give you, I'm going to yield those to you. I'm going to practice worship. Maybe, maybe it's like control over your career, over control over your life, over control of something. You know, I think about yielding. Um, this, let me try to illustrate this way. You're driving down the highway, right? And you're in the right-hand lane. And there's this lane that comes in like this. And what's the big sign that these people are to observe? Yield. yield. Exactly. Yes. Yield. I'm, I'm talking to you now. Okay, so... Yes, it is. So anyway, you're driving in the right-hand lane, and this person is coming in and is supposed to yield. And have you ever experienced like when they don't, but they expect you to? So I'm thinking yielding means you either speed up or you slow down, and you yield to this person here. See, that's what I'm thinking. And that's like you and me. Sometimes we're coming down, and God says, look, just yield to me. And we're just trying to push our way in. We're going to go faster. You know, we're going to get in there. We're going to push our way in. And God says, no, just, just yield to me. Yield to me. Give me your life. And what I've discovered that when I yield to him in all of life, even if it's something so simple as a dark and gloomy life, something changes in me. Something changes in me. And all of a sudden, my worship of Jesus, worship of the Lord, just begins to build. So I'm going to pray, but I want to ask you this question. What might he be speaking to you right now in this area of yielding to him? For some, maybe it's your career. For some, maybe it's like, you know, you've got your hands closed around something, and, you know, like, God's trying to, like, pry your hands open. And this morning, you're just going to go like that. God, just yield, I yield this to you. Might be something simple, might be something big. But as we do, here's what I think we find. 
our worship begin to open up to the King of kings and Lord of lords. We worship him because he's worthy. We worship him because he's from everlasting to everlasting. We worship him because he's a God of compassion. So where is he calling you to yield today? So Father, that's, that's our, our prayer today. God, speak to us in, in this moment. God, you might be calling us to yield our career, yield our life, yield a decision, yield a relationship. Whatever it is that we might have closed hands, God, we open up our hands to you. And as we do, I just pray that what we'll discover is a brand new passion for worship of you, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the one who is worthy, the one who is compassionate, and the one who is from everlasting to everlasting. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.